Oh man, I that's a good sound bite. I'm I'm gonna do one like right next to the mic before I start. That was like a foot away from the mic. This is like an inch. Oh my gosh. Ice cold Coors Light. <laughs> Are you drinking America? <laughs> yeah. No, not America. Coors Light. All right. Welcome to the Beer and Loathing Podcast, a podcast about drinking beer, narcissism, being loud in this weird beer culture we've all gotten ourselves caught up in. I'm Pete M, keeping it fresh as always in Grand Rapids, Michigan, joined by Sam Sly and Mad Dog 2020 in Denver, Colorado. Check out our website, beerandloathing.com, or tweet to Sam and tell him to gross fucking hair on Twitter by tagging our <laughs> handle at Beer and Loathing. Today we have Catherine from She's Crafty joining us from San Antonio, Texas, and we'll be div- divulging all of her podcast success secrets. You better. We need oh, to be okay. No, you can one. have all of them. Okay, I, cool. Okay. <laughs> I'm ready to give them up. All right, Catherine, like tell that. us what you're Ooh. drinking, and more okay. importantly, tell us, tell everybody where we can find you on the interwebs. Um, okay, well, when, okay, you can find me at she'scraftypodcast.com. Or you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at She's Crafty Pod or on Facebook at She's Crafty Podcast. You've done that before. I do this, yes, a lot. Perfect. <laughs> you've got what a, are you drinking? You've got so I'm drinking pat. Free Tail, which is a local San Antonio brewery, and um, I'm having the Sold Out IPA. Sold out. Of a can. out. Cool. We're all drinking yeah. cans. So uh, is, yeah. is it the Sold Out because he put it? So I, I follow Scott on Twitter. Oh, cool! Uh, and I've I've had some back and forth with him. He's he's pretty awesome. Uh, is, is it sold out because he made an IPA, or because it's in a can, or what's? Is there a story behind that name? That's a really good question. Okay, I didn't know if you knew, or um, if that's a question for him. You might want to ask Scott that question. <laughs> I have no idea. That's fair. Well, my leadoff question just went right no, down the I'm tubes. So that's good. I came, I came uh, feet first into this podcast with <laughs> yes. no information. It's all right. If no one has it a... is a beer. I know who makes it. Yeah. If no one has gonna... a foot in their mouth by the end of the show, then we weren't doing our job right. So uh, yeah, uh, that's awesome. So uh, we are all drinking out of cans. Then uh, Pete, you said you're you're having a Coors. I'm drinking a Coors Light, man. Keeping it local on your side. Nice. How how blue are the mountains on that Coors can? Oh my God, they're the bluest blue I've ever seen. <laughs> Bluest of the blues. Yeah, that's good. I have a massive can. I got a crawler last night of a local brewery called Black Shirt Brewing, and uh, I got their Blood Orange Double IPA, or just Blood Orange X IPA. Mm-hmm. Is apparently how they labeled it. And uh, I'm supposed to drink it by tomorrow, so I, I know it's good to go. But it's just fun, like to hold a, a 32 ounces of, of beer in my hand. Yeah, it's like it's like a beer big gulp. It is. That's <laughs> yes. Now I just need I need to get straight strong. American. Yeah, it's now, perfect. Uh, we we recently did, uh, me and a buddy up from Fort Collins, we got some crawlers at a brewery down the street and ended up shotgunning them. And let me tell you what, 32 ounces of anything makes you immediately feel like Fat Albert. And <laughs> yeah. it is brutal. So I'm going to be doing a lot more of that probably in the future because nice. I have no sense at all. Yeah, any, yeah. any, any, any buzz or like... flavor has just been crushed by your gastric distress that you're experiencing. 
Are you guys good at shotgunning? Because I'm not very good at it. I'm, I would say I'm pretty good at it. I wouldn't say I'm awesome, but I can, I can do it. And I can't, I can't get the rhythm or something. Like it doesn't. You do I, need that. You, you need something because I notice like when other people do it, it's like immediately it's gone. Yeah. And for me, it takes like 45 minutes. So the guy I usually shotgun with, Tony, he is good at shotgunning, and I've played back some of the video of us shotgunning stuff before, and I like started to study it, and he has like actually even a kind of a almost like a cool runnings feel the rhythm feel the rhyme thing or something because he just kind of <laughs> gets into a motion and throws it back and then it's fucking gone and and it's gone in like a second yeah and i i don't i don't understand it yet but i'm, I'm working on it i still okay i still look like i'm suckling at a teat like through the whole thing basically yeah i, I think it's too vertical is my problem so you got to cut a triangle in the bottom so what i do with it is i usually like make a horizontal and vertical, a Y and an X axis, and then push in. And I okay. usually do like half inch on either push in and then get it. So you can like to where it's, I don't know how to explain this perpendicular, I guess, to where you're going to open it. So it's, it's just more conducive for opening the can. Yeah. You want it lined, okay. you want it lined up with the, with the, uh, with the opening, right? Right, right, yeah. So, well, not lined up with the opening, but like perpendicular to that, so you can reach over it and pull the tab up. Oh, oh like you know what I mean? And yeah. Then, and so, then just suck in and guzzle, and then hate your life for like ten minutes until you burp after you're okay. done. <laughs> it's like three or four gulps, and then you're good. And then you have like a brain freeze if it's too cold, which it usually is. Oh no, I gotta let these things warm up. Like I cradle my my cans like babies beforehand just to. Uh-huh. Transfer some body heat, get those things up to the right temperature. I'm not a pro. I might be like pro am with shotgunning, so I'm just trying to impart <laughs> my wisdom onto you. So like maybe you can get to my level at at some point. You know, I, you know, like just when you're coming up to it, you can thank me. I guess. All right. Yeah. Well, in my thank you speech for shotgunning beards, I'll make sure to remember Pete. <laughs> if I ever win an award for shotgunning beer, you're number one. I love I love how technical the explanation is, but like our frat guys and frat houses like making perpendicular cuts that are an inch <laughs> like how are those assholes no, doing it? I, they just have that instinct. Natural, just yeah, that instinct that just allows them to They're, do that. And I don't have it, so I've had to rely on some sort of mathematical method. equation. Yeah, exactly. Some sort okay. of method. They're, shocking they're natural alcoholics. We're learned apparently. Okay, I see. <laughs> that's that's about as close as I can get. Yeah, it makes so sense. So, like, when you guys go to the AA meeting, it's going to be like, it took me a really long time to get here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Quit cutting me down, man. I worked real hard to get where I am. <laughs> man. So, uh, Catherine, tell us a little bit about San Antonio. That's uh, one of the things we love hearing from, like, our guests all around the country is, you know, we're all in different parts of, of this great state or uh, country of ours. Right. <clears throat> yeah. <clears throat> this beer gets to you real quick. Watch out. <laughs> Um, but, and so, and honestly, like I've been to a, a lot of the major cities in Texas and San Antonio has been like the one I haven't hit yet. So like oh. what, yeah, what well, I've heard of the river walk and, mm-hmm. um, I don't know, like, so what, uh, what kind of places, you know, get you going? Where do you like to go out to like breweries, dive bars? What's uh, what's yeah. your thing? So San Antonio, um, in the last like five or six years has really started to change, I think culturally. And uh, we've got a lot of really cool new restaurants that have just opened. We have this really cool little area called The Pearl that has a lot of really nice uh, bars and uh, cool restaurants. Um, I love the Riverwalk, but I don't like to go to, like, the touristy part. You know, like, we usually hang out in the more the area where the locals are. You've got your uh, locals-only down- area. 
yeah, downtown is amazing. And um, I've been to the Alamo like maybe once my whole life. <laughs> okay. And... That's once more than me. So you, uh, you got, you got, yeah. you probably got 300% of the people I always here forget beat. about that thing. You know, you're but supposed to remember we're... it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, you know, we're known for breakfast tacos. And I think we're like the fifth drunkest city in the United States and probably like the third fattest. So I want to know how cool. they calculate the drunkest city. I don't know. Maybe DUIs? Oh, yeah. PAC. Well, it might have to do with, with how high-functioning a city is. Because I feel like Denver is is like the high-functioning alcoholic uncle. Yeah. Like all of their major cities. Like it Somehow yeah. it manages to hold down a job, have like a mild cocaine addiction, and then also be a drunk too. <laughs> but then just rock it at every yeah. single meeting, knows PowerPoint through and through. Because PowerPoint's yeah. a necessary job skill these days. Yeah. I guess. Like right yeah, up there was Zango logging. Try not to browse MySpace too much during the work day. This is Denver. what we do in Denver. We just I gave three PowerPoint presentations a day. That's that's how it works. Nice. Had things gone differently in my life, I moved here from Florida. I was actually almost took a job in San Antonio with the city. Oh. And I was gonna go there sight unseen too, just like I did here. Really? Yeah. Well, on behalf of myself and the rest of Denver, good, yeah, good job. Denver lucked out. Good work. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry, well, I, Catherine, you're missing out no. on, a, on a national gem right now. Oh, national. Yeah, but... More like, yeah, more like a mineral, I'd say, <laughs> than a gem. But well, let's not split history and geology jokes. We're yeah. rocking it today. Yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> Off to a good start, everyone. You yep. guys are scandalous. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I didn't want to, you know, scare you off, but this is how we no, operate. I like it. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> Oh, that's cool. No, it, that sounds, I don't know, San Antonio sounds pretty nice. Like, what's the, uh, this is, I don't like to talk about the weather, but what is the climate there? Is it, is it like? Um, it's pretty, it's pretty hot. I mean, yeah, we have pretty long summers and it gets to like in the hundreds, you know? Okay. But, um, but I'm used to it. I've lived here my whole life. So, um, you know, you adapt. Right? Well, I'll tell you what, my brother lives in Phoenix and that is fucking Oh, hot. no, thank you. I went to Phoenix once yeah. in April and it was 95 and hot as shit. And I'm like, mm, and, yeah, and never going well, back. I went, I went during the summer one time and it got up to like 120 and oh, he was like, what? Christ. but it's a dry heat. And I was like, it's still fucking hot. It feels like a, a blow dryer on my face. Yeah, yeah. I don't care what I hate when people say it's a dry heat. I mean, humid heat sucks. But dry heat, like you don't sweat, and then you're dehydrated and half dead. Yeah. Without and then you're on it. fire because it's 120 yeah. fucking degrees. It's like Las Vegas. Yeah. It's, it's just as bad there. But there's so I've only been to one city in Texas, and I just, Catherine, I want your honest input on this sure. city in Texas. Tell me. Give I've it been to me. To, I've been to Lubbock. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> on, on a scale actually. of like one one to ten, how would you rate Lubbock? One being the worst. Well, the best. I can tell you that I can't rate Lubbock because I've never been there. Okay. It's very windy. <laughs> but, I, but I know that it's the home of Texas Tech, which I have a lot of friends that went to school there. So they get an honorary okay. three? So they really like it, but I think they like it because their school is, was there. Yeah, and the school is like right across the street from eight million bars. Exactly. So I don't okay. really know what the culture in Lubbock is like. It was seems weird. like a solid It was a weird place. Though. Well, I'll tell you what. I can only imagine because even though I'm a Texan, there are a lot of Texans whose company I don't enjoy. And I can only imagine that <laughs> Lubbock is full of Texans who have a lot of opinions about a lot of things. There are they so many so Texans. Many yeah. In Lubbock. So yeah. many. 
So yeah. many Texans and so many opinions everywhere. I would assume. Texas, I would assume like. so. I think Kerry Gunn now is in the minority. Oh. I feel like <laughs> I feel like Texas is probably the only state that like really there's we're so proud of it, you know. You guys are. And yeah. I, I have some friends a, a friend that migrated down to Austin and uh her boyfriend was super proud of Texas. Even though he like grew up in DC, but he transplanted, so he was he he, he was very proud of being Texan. Yeah. After that, like that's good. DC yeah. by way of Texas or whatever the other way around. I've known some Texans that don't even consider East Texas Texas. It's like, just too far out of the like way. Like Dallas, Fort Worth, Houston, like it's just it's just where all the big cities are. That's and then West Texas, I guess is where you know where it's at. I don't know what it is, but apparently that's oil. Dude, Maybe. I've actually heard um <laughs> I think that's all that's Houston. Maybe so, fracking is there? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Denton isn't Denton? Oh, that's North Texas. I, I used to work for a yeah, company that had a factory in Odessa, Texas. Oh, that I know. Like a fun place. I never went, but it sounded like a laugh riot. Is what it yeah, did. I grew up in I grew up in Katy, Texas, which is right outside of Houston, which was like a smaller uh, town. Okay. And I I couldn't wait to get to San Antonio. <laughs> <laughs> Just couldn't the day couldn't come soon enough. Couldn't no. come soon enough. Yeah, and Houston. then I went to I went to school at UT in Austin, and that was even better. So my time in Austin has been awesome. I love Austin. It's cool. I I don't know if I've ever really been in the the like collegey parts. I've I've been right. to like Sixth Street, but I don't remember it, so I don't really count it. So um, all I know is I threw up out of a rickshaw on somewhere on Sixth Street. Oh, that was like my entire college experience. Awesome. All right. Good. <laughs> you got right into the heart of Austin then, apparently. Glad I did it right. Yeah. I was afraid for a minute that I squandered my time in Austin. No. <laughs> so, so which city is better then, Austin or San Antonio? Or if, well, if, if me by asking you that question will get no, you killed at no, some point? I don't it want won't. Okay. It won't. Um, I, I think they're good for different things. Uh, Austin is a lot of fun, and it has a lot going on, and it's it, but it's very crowded. And uh, it's not some place that I would like to live. It's some place I like to go and hang out with my friends because I have friends that live there. Um, and have a good time. San Antonio is my home and um, it's more laid back and I have kids. So it's like a better for me. It's a better place, I think, to raise children. Mm. And um, I don't know. I just sure. I like it better. My whole family's here. It has more. It has a lot more Hispanic culture that I um, associate with, I guess. And Austin, to me, doesn't really have an identity or a culture. It's just like a big smorgasbord. I yeah. could see that, actually. What I'm really taking away from this is uh, Austin is the dude on the motorcycle and San yes. Antonio is the dude with the, the minivan. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. That's good. I like to boil things down into. But the dude with the minivan can still minivan. party when he, when he needs to. But the well, dude yeah. with the minivan right. is shotgunning. Yeah. He's shotgunning. Right. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm not judging what he does with his lifestyle. He just, he's a practical man who drives a minivan. He's right. carrying a shotgun and shotgunning a beer while That's driving right. the minivan. That's because it's Texas, y'all. Yeah. Of course. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's awesome. You're really convincing me to move to San Antonio. You should. I want to be the dude who is in the minivan with a shotgun, shotgun, and a beer. You should be. <laughs> Can I just? I'm just adopting that persona on this podcast. You need to. You need to start of my new life. You need to. Figure I don't know what. I don't know what you guys look like, but you'd need like a a pretty big gut for that. Mm, I'm working on it. We all have the bodies of 17 year olds. So. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Dude, I got that. Da- I'm working on that dad body. Man. I don't know if I should. <laughs> and crickets and then crickets yeah. yeah i didn't have the google hangouts uh sound card up to play the crickets for you yeah. my bad 
<laughs> I'm okay with it. Peter Peter has uh, very womanly hips, I suppose. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Matt loves Pete's womanly hips, Just too. a big Dude, fan. that's all you've talked about since you've met me. You were the first one that said it, and I just picked up on it. <laughs> I said I got good birth and thighs. You good identified thighs? your own hips? I don't think you need big thighs to birth. I, I, no. There's a person on the podcast that has apparently had children. So you probably need the opposite of big thighs to birth. Yeah. Those would probably get in the way. That's true. No. But what? Okay, I did yoga <laughs> at some point. Some point? What today? Yeah. Okay. I mean, I can stretch. Okay. I, I don't know where this is going. I'm gonna totally derail <laughs> this conversation. Please do. Yeah. I, I'd love to hear where you derail it. Oh, I thought you were man. You were gonna take it somewhere and derail it. Not you're derailing it currently. I am working actively working on derailing. All right. It. Well, since we are the king of segways, now that we've talked about San Antonio, Texas, and Pete's birth and hips. Uh, Catherine, uh, tell us a little bit about your podcast too. I mean, this, uh, you're the first, I think, uh, other podcast we've ever had on the show. Oh, nice. Well, thanks for having me then. No, absolutely. Um, well, the She's Crafty podcast, of course, the She's Crafty podcast is a comedy and craft beer podcast that tapes in San Antonio, Texas. And we try to do one episode a week. And we usually have a beer expert. Sometimes we have a local celebrity. Uh, sometimes we'll have local comedians on. And I like to incorporate a lot of local live music as well. well that's cool. Yeah. Cool. I know I've listened to a handful of episodes, and uh, it's definitely entertaining. What's yeah. your recording schedule like? There, can I tell you something? I have no recording schedule. Uh-oh. I, I just do whatever. Like this weekend, I really I try to batch record, but that never really works out ever <laughs> yeah we've tried that i think once like <laughs> ever i'm really impressed that you have three people that are doing this consistently on a regular basis it blows my mind <laughs> yeah we get you know it, there's some folks we you know we have in flow we, we usually at least have two sometimes three okay it, it depends on uh the schedules and stuff but yeah so like this weekend i have two recordings this weekend i have one on saturday and then i have a lot of local places around town that like for me to come and record at their venue and that's when i like set up my pa and stuff and we play games with the crowd and i'll bring like a, a musician with me and they'll play for the crowd and stuff oh that's cool and so i'm doing that on sunday yeah so you do turn it into like an event at wherever you're recording it it's, it's right it's not just you like we're, we're kind of talking offline before we got started you know i try to split up mine where i'm on site and it's usually to accommodate like a guest's travel um I called my apartment the B&L studio and strangely people I barely know don't want to come to my apartment. That's weird. I know, right? So I, uh, you know, I'll, I'll mitigate that by going to a bar or a brewery right. and stuff. But uh, like I said before, it's like us just kind of over in a corner somewhere where we're talking with a bunch of microphones and headphones and people are like, what the fuck are they all yeah. doing? And, you know, then we're laughing at, you know, nothing, you know, we'll be, me and the guests will be sitting silent and then just start cackling because as you've heard, pizza riot. And right. so it, I don't know. It's interesting. I, it would be fun to do a an event like that. I mean, do you get a lot of like? Do you get a lot of uh, crowds? You know, do people like come for it and stuff? We get a yeah. We get a pretty good um, crowd. You know, it's mostly the San Antonio beer scene and the beer community is uh, slowly growing. I would say we have. Um, I don't know exactly how many. I don't want to say how many breweries we have because if I say the wrong number, somebody's gonna try to like correct me. But. Um, <laughs> But there are at least, you know, between seven and 10 probably in San Antonio right now, which I know nowhere compares to Denver. 
Uh, but not, uh, Denver is like Sinead O'Connor, you know, nothing compares to yeah, it, nothing which compares. Is not, not quite the song title, but that's as close as I got. No, and we hate good, the Pope too. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we all shave our heads. That's mm-hmm. it. Uh, yeah. So, so those, the beer community that we have is pretty solid and they are really supportive and I don't, I'm the only beer show in San Antonio. Oh, nice. You're the one trick pony, I guess. So I'm the one. Yeah. So uh, so I know everybody and everybody comes to the shows and it's a lot of fun. Yeah. That's awesome. Have you ever had anybody heckle you at a live show? Yeah. You know, question. yes. I actually one time was doing a show at this place called The Flying Saucer, which is like a craft beer bar. I've here. been to one of those. Yeah. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. And this guy came up and uh, he was a little tipsy. And um, <laughs> but can I just say that in his defense, I heckle everybody. Okay. So, okay, so I probably started it, is all I'm going to say. <laughs> you don't know because for certain, but there's like, a chance. As soon as I see a drunk person, like, that's my person, you know? <laughs> like, I'm going to yes. get you on the mic. So um, he came up, and uh, he started talking about what he'd had for lunch or something. And I was like, okay, I'm tired of your bullshit. It's enough. Like, I've, I've had enough of you. And uh, my, I used to have a co-host. I don't have a co-host anymore. But she uh, was like, oh, you can download us online it's she's crafty podcast he goes oh all right i'll download the she's crappy podcast <laughs> that's actually pretty good come on and i was like oh, okay. I, have to, I was like god damn it now i have to go buy that domain to yeah make sure that nobody else gets it just start redirecting that shit <laughs> yeah. she's crappy did you did, like if i go to she's crappy podcast or no she- i haven't i haven't done it yet but that's my next uh that's my big next big move <laughs> sam do it make- sam Make should, we should really buy that. Come on, I'm not. Yeah. I'm not. That's I'm, just the that's the lactose intolerant cast. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not Hannigan Pete. I don't just buy URLs to collect them like he does. He's a fucking collector. That's smart, though. It, you know, he's got some good ones. He uh, right after that Budweiser commercial, um, and and for anyone who actually plays our drinking game, we're talking about Ryan Hannigan. So drink because if he's not here and we could talk about him, that's the rule. Uh, no, he bought uh, brewedthehardway.com and redirected it to the, oh, nice. the Brewers Guild or something, or the Craft Brewers Guild after that, yeah. like literally within 30 minutes of that commercial airing on the Super Bowl two years ago. Smarty pants. I know. He's he's quite witty. They didn't already have that domain locked down. That's very surprising for like a massive... I would say that overall, Budweiser probably not the smartest <laughs> yeah. marketing. That's true. It's been my true. opinion. Because like when they did that whole like um, no is never the answer oh, or whatever that was, it was like super rapey. Yeah, that was for, uh, it was. I think it was for Bud Light and they were trying to perpetuate that whole like down for, for whatever. whatever. Yeah, up for whatever. <laughs> yeah. yeah, up, down, yeah. whatever. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, that was super rapey. And then yeah, my, totally my co-host and I actually made, we made a parody commercial on it. Just like it was horrible, but we were just like we used to date lawyers and doctors, but now we date construction workers, and we're up for whatever. <laughs> and then they like formally apologized to us, and I was like, whatever. "Really? That's pretty." Yeah, they, they said they're sorry that they didn't mean for it to be interpreted that way, and they're working with their marketing team to change the hashtag or whatever. And I was like, "Well, you don't really work with your marketing team to ha- change a hashtag." You kind of it was like, yeah, it was stupid. <laughs> That's amazing. I- I'm still with you on that with. Uh, Pete, that is awesome that Anheuser-Busch like said something. Think of how many uh like political um campaigns don't buy up domains and like I don't know Ted Cruz didn't buy up any Ted Cruz related domains. So like every left wing organization bought all Ted Cruz for America. Ted Cruz is America. 
Ted Cruz I was just in America. Actually, there was something on NPR the other day about like these people that buy all these political domains and then make all this money off of them. Oh yeah, yeah. Because eventually the politicians want them. They're like, ah, oh, son of a bitch. We got cyber yeah. squatters. Yep. Cyber squatting is a thing. It's real. I had to uh, write a threatening letter to a guy on my Instagram handle. <laughs> I'm not even joking. I I asked him if I could have it nicely, and he's like, "How much do you want to give me for it?" You know. What par- do you mean? Wait, 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 whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. What? Your name or the podcast? No, uh, like beer and loathing. Like okay. So uh, I had to when I signed up for Instagram, someone already had beer and loathing, like our Twitter handle, website, like everything else we have. Right. But I still didn't know what the fuck was going on with Instagram, so I just I just put whatever I put. I think I just put my name, and then eventually I'm like, "Hey, man." I see you have our name. I'd really like it because I'm in marketing and I like consistency and people are, you know, Instagramming at you thinking they're me and it's confusing. And the first thing he says, like, well, how much, you know, would you be willing to compensate? You know, paraphrasing, but that's essentially what the little shit asked for. And I'm like, dude, I don't make any money. Have you seen my website? And so I left alone for a couple of years, went back again, like, hey, man. You, you think you might want to give that up again? And he was in law school at this point. Oh, God. Same thing. He's like, you know, how much money would you be making by having this? And I happen to have a friend, a very good friend who is a lawyer who loves ripping on people. So I'm like, hey, Ross, do you want to uh, write a letter for me for this kid? And like, he wrote this most lawyerish letter out ever. And immediately after I said, he's like, this sounds like this could be a legal problem. How about I just give you the name right now? <laughs> so he just gave it to you. Yeah, he did. Nice. <laughs> it was it was fun. That was yeah. that was my first step into litigation for I like cyber. That. And I, I even I dropped the cyber squatting phrase. That's why I felt this was relevant to what we were talking about. Yeah, I like that. There's actually another She's Crafty podcast that came out quite a few months after our podcast. Oh, really? Uh, but she's literally crafting. Oh, oh like not like here. like beads. Like and she's stuff. knitting. She's and shit. knitting. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> so I had a couple of my like fellow. I'm part of like this craft beer podcast community that I actually need that probably uh, put you guys in, but uh, yeah, they were do. like, "Have you seen? Have you seen this bitch?" And I'm like, "She's <laughs> <laughs> she's got a glue gun. I think we're okay." Yeah. No, they won't be. Confused. Have you seen this bitch? We might need to cut her. No, she'll yeah. be able to glue gun it shut. Let's not even go let's there. Take, yeah, let's take her down. Yeah. And all she has is her fucking crochet. That's it. Yeah. 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 Just leave her alone. She's already. So what if what if the big surprise of this podcast was we brought that lady on? Like I would... <laughs> the big the big I reveal. Welcome it. I would welcome it. Like it's Maury or something. Like welcome to the show, Gwen- Gertrude. <laughs> I think Esther would probably be her name. Oh, uh, it's so great, Jeez. man, Pete. I wish we could have done that, but there's <laughs> no way we would have known. Yeah. <laughs> Next time we bring on a podcast guest, let's just Google every possible outcome. Because there's someone else with a podcast similar name to Sam, ours. That would require research, dude, and we do not do research. No, that's true. We we have a mantra. we are staunch anti-research. Oh, me too. Good. All right. I knew. I was, on a, I was being interviewed by another show, uh, by James Simpson, who does What's on Tap Radio in out of Houston. Okay. And he was like, how much research do you, what, what are your show notes like? And I was like, what the, what the fuck are show notes? <laughs> please, please tell me more. Yeah. yeah. He's like, you don't have topic A and topic B? And I was like, nope. Was, that sounds boring. Yeah. Sound was really that boring. the dude that uh, on one of your shows, you talked to him about French horning? 
That was that's Josh Stewart, and okay. he hosts he hosts a show called Interbrews, which is a beer podcast out of Houston. And he also, him and I host another show. It's a live show every Thursday called Liquid Lunch. Okay. I just remember it was a guy from Houston and you guys yeah. spent an awesome amount of time talking about the French horn. <laughs> yeah. And he also like, I made that into two episodes because he also spent a, a lot of time talking about how he, because Houston's very humid. Yeah. Um, he powders his testicles to keep them dry in the summer. I heard. Awesome. So didn't you do like a little yeah. like five or 10 minute like yeah. little piece? I listened to that part too. That one. Yeah, that yeah. was good. I yeah, I like how you uh, operated that part. <laughs> I, like, I always feel bad, though, because, you know, like Josh is such a really nice guy and he's a family man. And you know that like in everyday life on his own show, he does not talk about those things. But somehow I just pulled it out of him. And it was amazing. I would feel a lot of pride pulling stuff like that out of people. Just be like, ah, right? get you out of your comfort zone and then be like, oh, why did I say that? That's like, yeah. it's, like, it's like a good night of drinking in podcast format. Exactly. Uh-huh. Exactly powdered testicles you guys probably don't have to do that right because you're up north uh you know i don't powder my testicles as much as i probably should okay michigan is humid as fuck yeah michigan is, is. Yeah. yeah i was i was gonna say i used to work at a bar and the people who worked in the kitchen it was like a sports bar the people who worked in the kitchen had like powder specifically designed for nut sacks okay brushing against thighs really yeah yeah, yeah, I think it's called like monkey butt or something. No like, way. Shut up. It's called monkey butt. I've lived in um, I lived in Michigan for like 30 years and never heard of this stuff. I'm pretty sure it's uh it's a national product. It's a national nice. It's a national pastime. Yeah. But they I mean they would cook in the kitchen. You'd go into the kitchen to be like it's hot. a million degrees. Yeah, cuz they have yeah, like yeah. the grills and the deep fryers and stuff and and the oven, so it'd just be super hot so they'd just be running around sweating. So I can only imagine like the diaper rash you'd get. And by diaper, I mean nutsack rash that you'd get working right. in the kitchen in those conditions. So, yeah, they had something for it in the bathroom. It's fascinating. I don't know how they'd apply it. I, th- I think it came out like baby powder. Like you just like kind of squeeze it. And it That'd was- be my it's guess. Like you- or like gold. Bones. I would like like you powder donuts, right? How do you I powder would- donuts? I don't know how to powder donuts. I don't know, but. I'm just I guess imagining. Loving- lovingly, just is that what of- you're saying? <laughs> yeah, gently. <laughs> I just imagine there would just be like a big bucket and you kind of squat into it. And you just dip. And yeah. Then you just like dip it in. Yeah. You just, like it's like a, it's really more of a trough, like a baking <laughs> tray. You just drag yeah. them through. And right. you just, yeah. You just, you just drag them through. And all, all, all five line cooks in a row, sort of like <laughs> just, a, a sentence. Just make a train. I can just, I can just imagine like the, like, just dragging their nuts through a trough of fuck this shit. I'm thinking more of like the theme song from Merzel. Brazil. I don't know why that, that's what. That works for all kinds of nut dusting scenarios. You guys are really gross. I can't believe you're even talking about this. <laughs> you brought it up. That, that's not true. Welcome to the podcast. That is true. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Well, you, you mentioned the dusting like donuts, so we just yeah. we just no, went downhill no, from kidding. there. I'm kidding. I'm totally kidding. <laughs> but yeah, I'm, completely uh, I'm, not cons- parts, I'm not kidding. There's really no call for moisture. Uh, you lived in Florida. You basically powders. walked around in pure moisture. Oh yeah, Florida. I li- lived in Gainesville. Yeah, that's right swamp. on the fucking all all day. It's just like a cup of water. Just you grew up in St. Crack. Petersburg. That's where I used to go to just drown. Yeah, yeah. similarly bad. Almost did when I was three. It was a good time. Mm-hmm. Survived. I'm a survivor. Hmm. You are a survivor. St. <laughs> Petersburg, though, it's land of pink stucco. <laughs> pink stucco. And that's what I remember from St. Petersburg. Pink stucco. Uh, 
Mm. Was there ever a band called Punk Stucco there? Punk Stucco? No, there was not. <laughs> they, they had a pretty active punk scene, though. I know. Yeah. Well, a lot of Florida the... actually has a pretty good punk scene. Like they Well, there's a lot to there. be angry about, because the place <laughs> fucking sucks. So, yeah, there's a huge punk scene. It's real, real big. Hmm. Very sweaty. Yeah. <laughs> Always very sweaty. <laughs> there's nothing like being in a pit in in a in like a, a divey punk bar in Florida and just being just your sweat mixing with everyone else's sweat. And there being a literal but, pool of sweat that you're wading through during the mosh pit. Yeah. Like a sweat amoeba. Yeah. People are people still moshing? Sure. Yeah, they are. Yeah. No, yeah. The same guy I shotgun beers with, he takes me to a bunch of metal shows. Nice. And uh, he is all about the pit. And I mean, I'm 33 and I try to avoid the pit like the plague because I'm not 20 anymore. And I always somehow get in that motherfucker. And last time I did, I got head butted right in the nose. Ugh. So I'm bleeding, looking like an idiot, blowing my nose in my sleeve. And like, why do I do this? And we went to another show two weeks later and I was right back in it. Oh, yeah. I can't I can't I can't avoid it. It's like uh, it's like Heath Ledger. And Brokeback Mountain, I can't quit you. I can't quit you. Can't quit that your, your mosh pit sounded way cooler than like one one of the last ones I was in. I went to a bar in Grand Rapids. This band called Death was playing. They're like a proto punk band from the seventies that started me, Detroit. Me Death, the, the black guys from from Detroit. Yeah. Death? Oh yeah. wow! No great. way! Yeah, yeah. The actual Motown dudes. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, that's yeah. Funny. It was it was badass. Yeah, he just well, says it all nonchalantly. I know oh, this well, band called Death. How many people actually know, know that, that band? Though? <laughs> Matt made me watch a documentary on these guys. These guys yeah. are awesome. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So so their lead singer died, right? So they yeah. have a new yeah. new lead singer, and uh, my friend Bryant and I are like, let's go to the UAC because there's this like uh, art art institute downtown, and they were playing that's probably that same documentary, and we're like, hey, we'll just go downtown and, and see the documentary. This sounds badass. So we go downtown and buy the tickets, and as we buy the tickets, the dude's like, you know they're playing like right down the street at Pyramid Scheme, don't you? And we're like, they play the scheme? now. So he's like, you know, they're playing, and then afterwards you can come here, or, you know, if you want to, you can just refund the money so you can just see them live if you want to, because they're kind of going on at the same time. You'd have to leave the show early to see the sh- see this show here. So we're like, all right, well, we'll just see how it all times out, and maybe we'll just go see the show some other day, because it had like a five-day window where you could come downtown and use the ticket at okay. the Art Institute to yeah. see the Death documentary. So like, all right, let's just go down and see Death. So... uh we go down there and it's like a bunch of probably like 25 to 35 year old dudes. And we all have beer guts and we're all out of shape. So like they start playing, they get into it. And then like the mosh pit forms. And I swear to God, it was like five seconds of dudes jumping around. Then we're all like leaning on each other. Like, and that happened like three times during every song. We'd be like, just fucking get into it. And just start jumping around. They'd be like, Oh my God, I am holding the beer. Oh dude. I can't. I, dude, I haven't done this in years. So yeah. just be a bunch of just sweaty ass dudes, just panting, leaning on each other. And that is my latest experience with a mosh. That just happens with age, I think, right? Like you just notice your discomfort more. Probably. That's how I knew I was out of shape. That's yeah. just how, how I like. That was my gauge for it. Like, I, I mean, I. That was proof. Social right proof. Yeah. No, the last show I went to that actually had a mosh pit going, and I didn't get involved with this one just because I was by myself. And I don't believe in moshing alone. It's irresponsible. Mm-hmm. And this dude... Oh, my God. Go home, Grandma. I know. That's that's how I know I'm old. <laughs> but uh, no, this is, there was this one 
bigger dude and he wasn't like fat but he had more weight than he should be carrying around and he like for the opening bands was doing that thing where you like chug your hands up like you're a steam engine or something i don't really know what he's up but it, it was the weird like charging mosh pit move where you just go through the middle of everything you don't really do anything it's the dumbest mosh pit move ever then he kept getting up on like the stage and shouting in the band's face and at one point he like tilted back and like had to step back and landed and just i'm guaranteeing he blew about every ligament in his knee because he hit the ground and just went down hard and heavy and i was like that's why you don't do stage dives slash mosh pitting at an advanced age yeah just don't do it and that's when i realized i too was old it wasn't the equivalent of a bunch of dudes like moshing and then you know propping each other up but it was like "Mm, that's knee surgery bud Mm-hmm. Yeah, my brother and I, we have a we have a company called Barbaco Apparel here in San Antonio. It's a t-shirt and apparel company. Nice. But we do we do a lot of uh, like music festivals and stuff that we sell out and we set at we set at booths or whatever. And recently there was a music festival here called the Maverick Music Festival. And Flavor Flav was there, nice. which is awesome. But he was literally like five feet from me and I'm sitting in like this chair and we've been working all day. And my brother was like, hey, hey, hey. It's Flavor Flav, right? Because we were like right next, to, we were right next to the green room. He's like, "Don't you, don't you want to talk to him?" And uh, I was like, "Eh, I don't want to get up." <laughs> <laughs> and that's what that's what I realized that like, okay, I'm officially old. I've got more important things to do than talk to Flavor. Maybe <laughs> yeah, maybe like, if Chuck D was there, we'd have a different conversation. But yeah, Flavor Flav, like, eh. I was like, eh, don't you want to eat something? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's that seems more appropriate right now. We're sitting, yeah. we're in a green room. Oh, we're okay. sitting. Let's yeah. uh, let's get some food. Who's got a burrito? What the shit? And he yeah. like he literally looks like he's been through it. <laughs> I thought he looked like he's been through it ten years ago on his TV I mean, show. You he know, looks, he looks even worse. <laughs> uh, it's all the weight of those clocks bringing him down. He's probably a massive hunchback these days. Yeah, yeah. He he's he had like all these dreads, and he's so tiny. He's like a little pixie. Is he small? Like I, he's I, tiny. Tiny. I always tiny. I always assumed it, but you know you. I never know what to trust on TV these days, so I can't. Yeah. I can't tell if someone just actually looks tiny or they are tiny. So he, no, he's he's little. He fits the. Bill. You could gauge from flavor of love how he's like getting lost in these oh, yeah. giant pillowy women who I think were not even that pillowy and that giant. Just, <laughs> yeah. He's like a little. He looks like beef jerky, sort of. <laughs> he, he looks like. He looks like he's not only like, like not only just because of his skin color, but also because of his like. <laughs> oh my god! His the 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 consistency of his of his like his makeup. He's, he just looks stretchy. Yeah. He looks and like chewed up meat. Is what you're saying? He does look a bit like chewed up meat. So like Robert he's Smith been, looks like chewed fat. Right. He's been exactly. Like he's hey, yeah. The, the he's cure. been written hard and put away wet a couple of times. Yeah. You know? <laughs> who's who's argue that? <laughs> and like how annoying to be Flava Flav because all over that fucking venue anywhere that guy went Flava Flav like everywhere <laughs> and I was like okay already I thought maybe it was like oh, a, a droid thing you know every time the droid uh, symbol happens George Lucas makes like five bucks so yeah. so maybe if Flavor Flav says his own name he makes money because yeah, uh, that's the only possible reason why he could just say his name that much no I mean like other people <laughs> oh no, that actually puts more validity to my argument, I think. Mm. You think so? No, probably not. He's the spokesperson for Flavor Incorporated. Or just <laughs> Flavor Incorporated. Well, okay, wait. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Rewind a second. It wouldn't be Flavor. It would be Flava. 
Well, but I, I'm thinking that the, I'm thinking that the flavor industry is his uh, is his backer. He's you mean like like, <laughs> those, like spices? Well, just flavor in general. Like just whoever makes yeah. like whoever when you hear natural of... flavor and in ingredients, <laughs> flavor flame is the spokesman. For like, yeah. he's the spokesman. Every time I, yeah, for every aspartame. Time I, a, I don't know. Every time I make a poll of like top ramen, <laughs> yeah. Flavor flame, Responsible and, for my flavor pack, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. and those beef and/or chicken flavoring packets are those okay. little uh, the dust you put in your water, you know, the squirty yeah. things. That shit, nice. that's all his. That's yeah. all flavor, flavor. And also just the sort of ethereal ideal of, of flavor is really his. In general, the ethereal idea. Yeah, I didn't realize we we're nice. getting uh, existential on this podcast. Oh, I like dear. it. I, we could get more existential. <clears throat> I've got eggs. You want to get existential? Ugh. Oh, <laughs> that's 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 my egg joke for the day, and now oh, I'm gonna God. go. It took I me a second to I get that, and then I'm like, eggs is tough. <laughs> <laughs> that's how you know it's good, Pete. You gotta think it through. Speak, nice. Speaking of good, we should probably do the fun question part of the show now. Yeah, I feel like totally. we're I feel like we're there because we're talking about eggs and flavors. You and just made food. an existential joke. You made an egg joke. Yeah. Yeah, what what better way to segue into uh, would you rather slash bad, good news, bad news? So I was interviewing at this one place. Sorry, I was interviewing at this one place that uh, uh, for for a network administration job, and they sell eggs. And um, one of the questions that I asked during the interview, their interview of me, was how many egg jokes do they get on a daily basis? And the dude just like <laughs> fucking like sighed and shook his head. And I'm like, <laughs> And I just like looked at them both, and I'm like, "Excellent!" And like, yeah. <laughs> I remember talking to you about going to that interview, and you had like a whole rifle of egg material. Like, dude, up I that. threw them out too, and I'm pretty sure that's why I didn't get the job. But it was fun while I did. You had like a whole ten minute set, just yeah. egg. Based. Yeah, working for his okay. tight five at the comedy store. <laughs> you should, you egg to meet you. You should do some open mic. Just come with a dozen eggs, yeah. right? Oh my god! You know how fast I get booed off the stage. But that's fine. That's part of it. That's part of the thing. Yeah, that's part of the thing, though. That's I hear, like that. That's it. That's your shtick. I hear what you're saying, though, Catherine. And that way, you have the eggs, and you can egg them first before they can throw shit at you, right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Or if I'm really good, I can take out their eggs with my eggs, like an anti-egg. <laughs> anti-eggs. <laughs> I mean, egg he might be egg. there too. You never know. Yeah. And every right. time I do, I'm like, excellent. <laughs> say it like Mr. Burns, though. Excellent. And you got to say egg salad. There you go. We should probably stop talking about eggs. No, let's see how many minutes we can get on eggs. Let's let's just push this up. No, let's not. <laughs> Start the egg timer. So, so oh, <laughs> Shut up, Pete. <laughs> so this part of the show, uh, Catherine, we uh, like to really, really, really get to know our guests now with some deeply disturbing and probing questions mm. which uh they vary from uh pete likes to ask what we call good news bad news where uh it's exactly what it sounds like there's some good news and there's some bad news and then uh, you get to tell us how you would operate in that scenario and okay. then i'm a little more vanilla and just ask some would you rather type questions so okay so pete I'm ready. that that said why, why don't you start okay so catherine mm-hmm the good news is you've just inherited a magical refrigerator that lets you grab any beer in existence. But the bad news is every time you grab a beer, 
a really fucking angry Kodiak bear stalks and tries to attack you for six days. <laughs> like it's like the revenant. <laughs> yeah. 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 So so my question for you are Jesus Christ. How do you avoid dying? Um, how often would you use this fridge? What beer would you grab first? Jesus. And what is the most creative thing you could think to do with the refrigerator? And I will repeat any of those questions. It's not like I ask you them. I think you're probably going to have to. Okay, you can answer like two of them. You don't have to answer all of them. I would think the best way to avoid this whole scenario would just be to not use that refrigerator and just go to the store and buy my beer. So you'd rather pay money for beer than uh, than be attacked by a bear? bear? (laughs) I mean, I don't want to get raped by a bear, guys. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, you can give it to like an ex-boyfriend or girlfriend or like a terrible, I don't know, person. Can we put, okay, okay, we could gift it to Trump. <laughs> All right, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, totally. Why not? Perfect. That dude drinks that's... human blood. He doesn't you know, drink beer. He you does... know that he would probably make that, he would make that bear a Trump supporter. He would. Probably. He would He'd probably be like, hey, where'd you get your hair done? I like that. What if we just got the bear drunk? That's now. There's a scenario, right? What, if you if you share the beer, I, every time I okay, every time I open the fridge, there's beer there. Every time, right? Yeah, yeah. So okay. what I'm ima- okay. So I'm imagining. I just I just want to paint the picture in your head. Well, you need to because I can't climb into your imagination. Just so you know. Okay. Well, I'm Bob Ross, so I'm going <laughs> to paint this for you. So there are happy trees. And uh, you open the refrigerator and there's like this like weird steam, like you put like a like dry ice and hot water and like it's steam comes over, you know? Okay. So, so it's just this veil of steam that you have to stick your hand into and then there's just a beer wherever you stick your hand. That's how this magical refrigerator works. So it's like going to the gynecologist. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so less less pap smearing and less metal utensils. More beer. But okay. more beer. Because that's what happens when you go to the gynecologist. It's just like a lot of steam and smoke. That's always what I've imagined. And hands. Yeah. Yeah. Just like latex gloves and steam. Yeah. Yeah, the the, the town council is present too. (laughs) Everybody's standing around (laughs) To make sure that you're not a witch. (laughs) And a shitload of bears. Then they they all slowly walk up one by one and then like raise one eyebrow and Mm, then go back in line. Rub their chin a little bit. (laughs) Yeah. I, I want to go to the gynecologist now. <laughs> I can make it happen. I make things happen every day. Wow. I'm excited about this magical refrigerator, though. It sucks, though, that it would be a magical refrigerator. Do I have to plug it in? I, I didn't think that far into okay. it. It's magical, so it runs on magic. I doubt okay. you'd have to plug it in. I'm just no, it's checking. the only magical refrigerator that runs on AC. <laughs> yeah, it's a magical yeah. refrigerator where you have to plug it in. Like when the when the electricity goes out, everybody's like, "Don't open it because you're gonna let all the air out." Yeah. It actually is more. Let all the steam out. It actually uses more electricity than anything else on the planet. So, like, you have the biggest carbon. Yeah, well, it generates using bears, it. so that's a lot of. That does take some power. A lot of. Power. Where does the bear? Where does the bear go when the when the refrigerator is not open? He's just he's magic, right? So he just comes out of nowhere. I think we talked about this last time. He's just like. Yeah, he just like appears out of nowhere, well, and then okay. just for six stalks days, you. Right? Yeah, yeah, and then just okay. disappears after twenty four times six. Let me just say this a is million, a million, so he disappears after a million hours. <laughs> that's a, that's, <laughs> Not that's quite a, a week, just a million hours. That's a lazy fucking bear if he can't do the whole work week. 
I agree. You know what? I yeah, fuck that bear. Fighting. Okay, yeah. listen, there are. But he's part of the bear union, so. God damn, he stole my joke. <laughs> <laughs> he needs weekends, you son of a bitch. <laughs> Sorry, Pete. Sorry, I can't. I'm union. I, I, I can't hold this wit back. You just gotta let it go sometimes. <laughs> oh, man, it's. All right. It's like a locomotive. All right, all right. Let's, let's, uh, let's, uh,. Let's kill this vibe with one of my questions. So, Catherine, would you rather be stuck in an acid trip or have a hangover for a full month? So you stuck oh in an acid God. trip for a full month or have a hangover for a full month? Oh, that's a horrible question. That's why I ask it. Mm-hmm. Oh. I mean, if I'm in an acid trip, do I know what's happening? I don't know. I've never been in an acid trip. Wait, I wait. haven't either, but I would assume... <laughs> Oh, okay. I would assume no. I've I've never done acid, but I would assume that you're tripping. So do you even know that you're tripping? I don't know. You're fully aware of a hangover. You're fully aware of when you're tripping. Are you? Yeah, unless you do too much and then you don't realize it, or you think you're stuck in like. Let's let's put it at at a reasonable acid trip, so where you do know what you you're at least cognizant of the fact that. The shit you're seeing, the bats aren't real, but you are in. You are uh, influenced by it. Okay. I'm gonna it may to, or may not be real. I'm gonna have to go with the hangover. I think. Yeah. Yeah, because I I don't think I want to trip for that long. It would probably. I mean, yeah. I feel like that'd be fast track to burnout town. Yeah. Man, I, I don't, don't think like we've that. ever asked you this one. What did you think of this one? Ugh. I don't know. I mean, you could potentially die from having a hangover for a month. Could you? I mean, it depends. <laughs> that's what I was thinking. It depends on your, I get, however people are hungover. I mean, some people spend that entire time vomiting. Well, that's true. You could get that's dehydrated, bad. I guess. Um, I just get really lethargic and headachy. I could probably mm. deal with that. Yeah. Yeah. Let's... I think I would rather do that, I think, than, than trip because I have a lot of unsorted out shit that would you like, don't want to bring up that would likely find its way into my trip <clears throat> like i'm just imagining like maybe my, my my dead brother comes back to life with like oh chainsaw gosh. arms and like a wiener made out of bulls or something and like he just coming out of his forehead yeah and, and i'm and i'm cognizant like okay that's you know wiener chainsaw zach but like I also have to do my work, so I can't ignore it. Right? You don't just sit there and you know. Yeah, I know it's not you don't real. Cons- you don't. You don't sit there and make more powerpoints. No. When you've got a zombie, dick, bull, <laughs> chain, <laughs> saw hand, brother. Yeah. But I, I think the real question is like, what do you do? You think he powders it? it does he? Oh, you. you yeah. Well, there's the question. So. I would. Yeah. Of, the, of the hour. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, those those bull balls. Those rocky those rocky mountain oysters would be very moist. Yeah. Well, they would be moist normally, unless he used um, God, that, noise. <clears throat> that word, moist. Yeah, I don't like it. You can keep saying it. I don't oh. like it. What's better? Wet? Uh, uh, I don't know. It depends what we're talking about. Context. Oh, context is very important. <laughs> we <laughs> never established the context for anything. We never established okay. boundaries either. So no, that's never that's stopped fine. us. So, yeah, I think I could probably All right, so I, I feel like. Overall, we've had everyone who would rather be hungover than uh, stuck in an acid trip. Yeah, that just sounds horrible. We need to talk to more people who've 
who haven't had as many hangovers we, as we have. We had. need to talk to more people like the dude who don't mind the occasional acid flashback. Like you know, it's just, it's just another. Day. Yeah, yeah. Like people probably are more comfortable like that tripping than they are being hungover. So I'm sure they're out there. We'll find them eventually. Yeah. The beer industry apparently is more about people comfortable with hungoverness than mm-hmm. than uh, tripping balls. Pete, what you got for your number two? My number two. Question and otherwise. So the good news is you own a brewery and it's super successful. The bad news is only one of the beers is successful. And it was accidentally brewed with llama piss when you're trying to exact revenge on your mortal enemy, you son of a bitch. And everyone tried it and they wanted a glass themselves. Despite all the obvious plot holes with this story, you now have to keep the success and harvest raw llama piss to add it to your beer. People will sue the shit out of you if they find out they're drinking llama piss. How are you going to go about harvesting llama piss to make your beer? <laughs> <laughs> That's the reaction I was looking for. Oh, I think you guys just became like my very best friend. <laughs> so glad. Okay. Shit. Okay, let me think about this for just a second. What would you do? You would just, but behind your brewery, you would have a llama farm, right? Naturally. Because we're sustainable. You have to secretly add the llama piss, right? Because every every if you have a llama farm next to a brewery, people are going to be like, "Dude, well, but why FDA. would yay? Why would people assume a llama farm is making your beer? That's I don't think they that's wouldn't. Relevant. They wouldn't. They wouldn't think that. They yeah. would just think like, oh, because like every brewery is like sustainable, right? So like I don't know. What do you do with llamas? <laughs> what, you make you make. What do you make coats out of them? What do you do with llamas? I don't know. You make but, spit. <laughs> yes, you make honest. coats out of llamas. Whatever you do with llamas, hey, maybe you do. Maybe you do. That's what you're doing, yeah. right? What, whatever, then, whatever you want them to think you do with llamas, that's what you tell them. That's what I would. Yes, do. All exactly. Of your and then you just harvest, llama. and you harvest the urine. Yes. And nobody will ever know. So the how do you secretly? Right. Add yeah. Way, yeah. Is, it, is this really a moral dilemma if it tastes good and you're making money off of it and nobody's? No, but excited? the real right. question is, how do you actually harvest? So you got a shitload of llamas sitting off to the well, side of your brewery. Piss load, really? Whatever. Yeah, piss load, shitload, however many loads of llamas you have. <laughs> how do you actually? Uh, how do you harvest the piss? I mean, what are you, you holding a funnel or each one of them when you they're have, like about to you go? You have like a like a trough, like they pee into a, like a trough, right? You or- teach your llamas how to piss into troughs. First of all, don't underestimate my abilities. <laughs> <laughs> If I'm making money off of it, I'll do anything. Okay, we'll do a whole circus act back there if we have to. You know what would be easier? I think if you just made them all wear diapers, and then no. they piss themselves all day, I mean, and then you just sort of squeeze, ring it them out, out, ring them out into a trough. But you that lose. That probably would work. You're, you're going to lose product. You're going well, well, to lose you, product, you and you may get. You might get some fecal in there, which also yes. Of course, if you have an entire llama farm of llamas wearing diapers, somebody's gonna ask. <laughs> somebody's gonna be suspicious. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty weird. That's yeah, the not USDA just like, gets involved. Yeah. If you had one llama with a diaper, people would be like, "Oh, how cute! Your pet llama is so Fifty cute. llamas with diapers. But that's a little weird. Yeah. yeah. Fifty llamas with diapers. What's going on here, terrorist? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's weird. Maybe it's we go back to what we were talking about earlier. You find a way to do like uh, the old uh, ball dragging through the dust thing, and it's you know yeah. a trough for the, the for the pee and stuff. You know, you, or maybe you do like a little catheter. Also, yeah, but who's inserting the catheter in all these uh, llama wieners? 
Well, that's not my problem because I own the brewery. I don't do the work. Ah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, second question. How do you secretly add the llama piss to your beer? Because, I mean, you can't tell, like, any of the employees. You can't trust anybody, and you're definitely not going to give it away for, to your customers. So you just have to do this as a single-woman operation. <sighs> I mean, I guess you would – oh, I don't know. In the, in, under the cover of night? <laughs> The cloak, like, the cloak of darkness, my favorite. Yeah, I just like, imagine you like jumping would, in with ninja guards. I would, I would grab my dragon and ride it into the llama farm. So we're talking about <laughs> heroin. You do a shitload of heroin and then try to. Yes, I would go. I would. I would acid trip and then <laughs> not hungover. Acid trip. <laughs> and then yeah, I don't know. That's a really good question. Bucket by bucket, I don't know how you would do that. Okay, and then third third and final question, what would you call the beer? Oh, oh my gosh. You llama be kidding me? Okay. <laughs> Shut up. Okay, do you know what really sucks about that? <laughs> I was just thinking that. And then I was like, does llama really fit in that sentence? So that's what I was thinking in my mind. And then you said it out loud. So apparently you and Pete think identically. Yeah. We are best friends now. After this podcast, we're best friends. Yeah. I would I would call it lament. Two L's. (laughs) That's that's awesome. What is is it llama in Spanish is like Yama? What does that mean? Yeah, I'm gonna... I mean, if you pronounce the English version of it Spanishly, yes. Yama yeah, going to pass this question on to Sam. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Damn, that was good. All right. Uh, so, Catherine, would you rather time travel back in time to try the original beers made by the ancients or time travel forward to try the beers of our future society? Oh, I want to go forward. I don't want to go back. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, that is the most authoritative I think we've had anyone answer that question. Right? I mean, think about how beer was made back then. Llama piss, probably. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, that's right. Well, that's fair. I mean, I really love a sour, but not that much. <laughs> I don't Nice. Uh, fair. Yeah. Well played. Well played. What's the, what's the thing we heard from uh, Taylor that uh, like English ale was like there was so much sugar left in it still? Yeah, that beer. It was, it was based on the grain. Like beer was just insanely. Yeah, like 18th century beer would have there. just tasted like fruit juice. Yeah, probably. Ugh. I mean, back in the day, it was made just to like not be water that would kill you. Right. right. Safer to drink. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, these are why my questions just breeze right through. Pete, what do you got next? <laughs> okay, so I have a couple, and I'm. Debate because those are like the two newest ones that I just asked are like the two newest ones that I, I've know. written in the past like two months that I said I said this on the last podcast too but okay so I'm just I'm just gonna keep going all right I'm always curious about people's answers to this the good news is you can make yourself completely sober at a moment's notice by snapping your fingers just bam and then you're sober but the bad news is that. Your soberness only lasts for 10 minutes, and then you shit your pants, and you are twice as drunk as you were. What would be the place that you would use this? What would be the best place to use this? 10 minutes, remember, and then you shit your pants, and you're twice as drunk. (laughs) 
Okay, wait a minute. <laughs> okay. I snap my fingers and I'm completely sober, but 10 minutes later, I have a mudslide. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Big time. And I'm supposed to choose a place that is the best scenario to do this. Yeah. Yes, ma'am. I have like a PTA meeting. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's actually the second time someone said that. I need to go so back and listen to that. <laughs> I can't imagine a better reason to get out of one of those meetings. Oh boy! Than that, <laughs> just just being completely sober or, for ten minutes, and or then just... like, or like maybe like um, after school. Do you guys have kids? No, no. None of you. Okay, are you even no. married? No? no, girlfriend. Almost. Almost. Oh, wow. Pete's okay. trying. He's he's getting there. He's closer than any of us. I get married on October eighth. Oh, congratulations! Thank you so much. Um, I'm divorced, so I hope that works out for you. But hey, anyway, I'm divorced too. <laughs> wow, you're fucking bad GP out of here, Catherine. No, like oh, after... sorry, the call just dropped. Weird. <laughs> after, after school, like all the moms congregate, right? And they're always asking, like, "Hey, do you guys want to go have a play date?" Which, like, trust me, there's nothing worse than having to like. <laughs> that sounds terrible. It's horrible. It's the worst having to hang out with other moms. Or dads, but uh, but that would be a perfect time to be like, oh, I can't because I just shit my pants, <laughs> and now I'm incredibly fucking drunk, and I'm so drunk that you don't want me around your kids. <laughs> well, that is definitely a first on how that question has been answered because I always forget about that second part, the the being twice as drunk. Yeah, because you could you know you could maintain composure probably with you know a pant, a load full of pants, full of shit, but. When you're twice so, as drunk. Tradition, like a couple of times I've asked this without the twice as drunk, like it varies. Like uh -huh. sometimes I say like either you just, you know, you shit and piss your pants and then you're just drunk again. But I've been saying twice as drunk just to see what people would say. And I talked about this last time, but it's surprising to hear people say that they would use this when they got pulled over by the cops because like breathalyzers and stuff don't, take 10 minutes it takes a lot longer than that so then you'd just be sitting there and they're like all right blow and then you just shit your pants and you're well, I guess, drunk i guess if you if you did that then the cop would just assume that you're maybe cognitively delayed in some way and you wouldn't have to go to the drunk tank maybe that, yeah you'd have to time this the finger snapping perfectly well perfectly yeah. Yeah. my most recent thought was and again i have no experience in this realm whatsoever but if Absolutely you do it not. right before you're supposed to blow at least then you blow a zero and then there's probable doubt despite the fact that 10 minutes after you blow you shit your pants and you're fucking stumbling all over the place you've got a court case right there I, this whole scenario bothers me a little bit because is that normally what happens when you guys get drunk is you just take a dump <laughs> <No>. <laughs> That's that's a fair question, actually. <laughs> no, I don't. Not usually. Okay. Every All now right, every, every now and then, if I've had some bad chicken, yeah, it just happens. You know. You, okay. It's part you of know, life. I can't. I'm, Has I'm anybody shit their pants whilst drunk? Here, I, have you I not? Have, have you not? Oh, <laughs> I, oh! I just outed I myself, didn't I? <laughs> shit. I definitely like once the seal is broken. I have a hard time containing my urine. That's for sure. I have to piss right now so bad. I've been debating going into one of the cans. <laughs> Pete, you've done a good job. I'm surprised you haven't yet, to be honest with you. Yeah, you usually once or twice. Hmm. Yeah, I usually run away, and then oh. hopefully everybody else talks. But I'll come I'll come fully clean. I accidentally shit my pants once at a bar while playing flip cup while drunk. Uh, 
Flip Cup's definitely the game that's going to get you drunk, though. Yeah, it got me drunk, and it, it was actually more of a shark, but it was one of those days where uh, you let it fly, and then all of a sudden you're like, wow, there's something lingering in the air longer than it should. So what did you do, though? Oh, I went, to, I went to the bathroom because I felt that cold slap for my boxers. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, went into the bathroom... Of course, uh, the life and irony was fully in uh, intact there, and I was wearing white boxers. Got into the bathroom, like, well, you're wait, wait, whoa, 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 hold the trade. You're wearing white boxers. Yeah, I was. Yes. Okay. Going to the bathroom, <laughs> looking down to see the damage. These things are toast. And I'm wearing I'm wearing like athletic shorts because it was after a kickball game. Oh my god. Yeah, this is good. And so. <laughs> I'm at a dive bar with a, a questionable lock on the door to begin with. I just shed everything from the waist down. I I pull up some uh like a uh, paper towel in the bat in the in the in the in the like the trash can in the bathroom. Shove my boxers in there, like put over paper towel, just so it wasn't obvious that I just shoved shitty underwear in there. And now I'm cleaning up, and I'm sitting there with. I still have my shirt on, but just from the waist down, just totally naked. And people are banging on the door like, hey, we still have another round left on Flip Cup. We were winning. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, guys. I'm like, hey, second, hey occupado, bro. <laughs> and, you know, I'm telling them I'm busy. And I have my shorts up on a shelf that's above my head because that's the only place to put them. It wasn't like it didn't have a, a toilet with a tank on the back. So... I was just praying if anyone kicks the door down, I'm just fully revealed, wholly, entirely, no, no, no clothes from the waist down. And uh, but like in that moment, what would you say? Like, would you be like, would you be like, oh no no, I just shit my pants, or would you just say like you were jerking off? I would have been like, like what, I would. What's I, the lesser of the evils? Honestly, in my own mind, I've been like, but 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 you caught me, and that's all I would have had. <laughs> That, that's okay. all I would have had. I just surprise. And just <laughs> yeah, on the floor. and then and just do a windmill, penis windmill, and be like, ah, I'm gonna come be a stripper one day, yay, and call it good. Oh hey. boy! But thankfully, no, that happened, and I left and uh, walked out of the bathroom. Like to my ride, we must go. And he says, "Why?" And I says, "That's not of anyone's business. Let's go." <laughs> and so we left. Huh? Yeah. So that's some pants shitting right there. Not to, say, not to say I would have chose for that moment for it to happen, but, you know, you can work through it. That's that's my point. You can get through so any adversity. It's not that bad. It's not that bad. Yeah. A little, a little shit in the pants is, you know, you just move past it. Nice. Yep. Just like Bob Ross says. Mm-hmm. There are no mistakes. Just happy <laughs> just turn them in. Just turn them into birds. <laughs> just turn your shards into birds. <laughs> you sir are the Bob Ross of painting a. I'm the Bob shit Ross of story. pants shitting. There we go. Turn your shards into birds. Oh my god! Can we please call the podcast that? That's <laughs> yep done. I've been writing down band names from the things we've been discussing. So that's, on that's on the list. Well, I, I feel like that is about as high or low of a note as we could possibly end this show on. Oh, I like it. I like it when it ends on shit. <laughs> right? 
That's that's usually how it ends for us. It's, yeah. it's usually I mean, shit related somehow. That's what I say about every aspect of my life. Did it end with shit? It's been a good time. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> it's been a good day, Tater. So, Catherine, uh, thank you for coming. Out. Tell us, tell us all once again for our one listener how uh, how they can find you. Absolutely. You can download the She's Crafty podcast on iTunes and at She's Crafty podcast.com. I'm also on SoundCloud, Stitcher, TuneIn, pretty much anywhere you can find badass podcasts. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at She's Crafty Pod and on Facebook at She's Crafty Podcast. Awesome. Thank you for coming on the show. It was, Thanks for it, having me. And hopefully I can have you guys on She's Crafty. I would oh, love man. that. I'd love to. That would be Would you like to do that, guys like to do that? Yeah. Absolutely. Yes. No, the there's thing. no way we wouldn't Here, want here's to. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. That's a very, very civilized conservative show. I've so listened. I don't think I'm that's gonna true. need you guys to just just dial it down. Fuck that shit. I no. No fucking way. Nope. All right. Okay, fine. <laughs> I'll make I'll make it an, an exception this one time. We'll have two or three I'll, fresh new pants shitting stories for you. I'll even send. I would, really, I would love my dream. Okay, is to get to GABF because I haven't been. Oh, you need to come here. That is my son dream. of a bitch, Catherine. All right, there's everyone's I th- dream I, right I, now. I think we just found it. You come here to to Gav, and we do a big old thing. Yeah, I like. We, let's do like a whole like show. Yeah, a live show. I'll bring where, my PA. Wherever we'll figure it out. Yes, 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 more yes. Sam and I just started mastering. Oh my god! You know yeah. what? That happens. It happens a lot of places. You're like used to that now, right? Yeah, don't. <laughs> you shouldn't feel ashamed about it. I, what it's, I, it's a perfectly natural, normal thing. I don't think. Yeah. Oh, good. Huh. I feel like that should be worth it. <laughs> 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 Thank you for listening to the Beer and Loathing Podcast. You can find us at beerandloathing.com, Facebook forward slash Beer and Loathing, at Beer and Loathing on Twitter and Instagram, and tune in, get drunk on the YouTubes. That's the most succinct one we've ever had. I actually got some, some decent band names out of that one. Any of them good for your uh, title? <clears throat> titles? Well, we've got, let's see, this is from, from Pete Vale of Steam. <laughs> that sounds like a like a new metal band from the late nineties. Um fifty llamas with diapers. <laughs> That's definitely like po- polyphonic spree, ten thousand maniacs. Kind yeah, of. yeah. Uh grab my dragon. Fifty <laughs> llamas <laughs> with diapers. <laughs> yeah. I, what was that last one? So, grab grab, grab, <laughs> grab my dragon. <laughs> I kinda like that. That's one. definitely like a, an Asian punk band, I think. No, that's a that's a jacking off euphemism, is what that is. Yeah. Well, yeah, but still, it could be a Japanese. That's true. Band. Grab my newt. That would be more. Grab my newt. <laughs> if you grab my newt sack. <laughs>